Opa Gundam style. Opa Gundam style. We're back at it again with another one of these. We're still doing the thing. We're st- we're still um, witnessing war crimes. Having the shit beat out of us again and again by emotional things happening. <laughs> this show about robots is very emotional. It's there's there's a lot in this show, isn't there, Morg? There's a lot going on. So the show, uh, there's a lot happening. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Let's just hit it. Um, so starting off this batch of three this week is episode ten, Garma's fate. Uh oh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh oh. And like I knew that going in, I was like, okay. But I didn't know, you know? Like, I knew, but I didn't know. Yeah, based on the name, you can kind of tell something's not gonna go so well for a certain character. Uh, But let's see how this all pans out, huh? So, episode starts. We're at, like, the Xeon White House. Um, (laughs) We're at, like, a party at the White House. Corey in the house is there. (laughs) Garma in the house. Garma in the house. He's like, there's a bunch of these older, like, fancy folk um, that are trying to suck up to Garma because his dad is, li- yeah, his dad is like the king of Zeon or whatever the hell. He's like the the sovereign. Uh, the, the sovereign. Thank you. Yeah, he does not care for these like rich assholes. Yeah, no, he's he literally is like these fools, <laughs> fuckers. I'm gonna go have a drink with my boyfriend instead. He said. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, but I actually wrote the note, Garma is gay, so he's like, I hate these fools, and he means it to all the people, but they cut right after he's, like, saying it, like, after some women are fawning over him. But actually, Garma's bi, it looks like. Maybe. Confirmed. Yeah. So. I believe it. I believe um, it. He, he goes over to Char. We see Char take his helmet off, but he doesn't take, like, the visor part off, so he just has this, like, <laughs> stupid like he looks like, like a he looks like it's, like it's like a weird like wraparound visor and like a head strap going on he, <laughs> he looks, looks like a complete nerd. doofus my theory is that those are his glasses and he like absolutely cannot see without it on oh my god and then oh my god because he's oh my god so he's in prescription sunglasses later so that's fun yeah he had like th- 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 <laughs> this this is the theory uh, char is supremely close uh, nearsighted and, like, he can take him off to look cool, but he can't see a damn thing. I can't see a damn thing, my man. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Oh, God. But he has to see everything that's happening in this party. So he has yeah. to keep them on and look like a huge nerd uh, with his, like, cool little, like, cup and his cool little mm-hmm. hands. Yeah. We... <laughs> We meet a new character in this episode, um, Iselina Eisenbach. She's Iselina. the she's the daughter of like the former mayor of the Zeon territory, something like that. Yes, uh, the yeah they were saying the former mayor is still there because he's like trying to watch after his people, even though they're Zeon people now. Mm-hmm. 
because they got like taken over right. by Theon. Yeah. Um, so there's some tension. Yeah, this is like a, a, a Romeo and Juliet sort of story. Yeah, yeah, and I kept almost writing Icelandia, so <laughs> if I accidentally call her that, that's why. Ikea Eisenbach. Ikea Eisenbach, she's just got some wicked meatballs. Um, I Okay, I, 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 Selena's very cool looking. I like her character design. Yeah, me too. She, she reminds cool. me of Princess Peach. Oh, yeah. I can see that. She, she sure. has like this like nice poofy hair. Very 80s hair. She's cool. I like her a lot. Um, which, 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 which is a shame. Um, <laughs> I, I realized I said I realized it's a set of a Romeo and Juliet situation. Then I after I said it, I was like, oh no, it really, really is a Romeo and Juliet yeah, situation. Sure is, <laughs> but yeah, they they have a forbidden love. Um, they're like their fathers forbid them from getting together because like the mayor Eisenbach hates Zeon for you know taking over everything, and I guess I guess Cha- uh, Garma's dad is like wants him to like either like focus on military stuff or like marry into you know some high ranking military family so yeah but like it's kind of like an open secret that they like each other Mm because they definitely were not hiding when they kissed no yeah a dude like barges in he's like oh excuse me and he's like (laughs) garma's like whatever doc it's fine (laughs) yeah but there's like some tension there and char is just like wow romance on the battlefield fucking yeah (laughs) can love bloom on a battlefield (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, he's just like, wow, what a fucking spoiled bitch. Mm. Sorry, I, oh, this is like this is when Char's trick begins. Um, Char's trick begins, um, and we're all fucking sad about it. We're all the fools. We're all putting on Joker makeup, or not? To, well, that too, but I meant clown makeup in general. Um, <laughs> Char is going to become the Joker. So, yeah, so, some some military dude like walks into the balcony where Garma and I, Selena, are hanging out, um, and he's like, "Hey, uh, White Face is on the move. It's about to leave Zion territory." And Garma's like, "Hell yeah, dude, sick!" And he like starts to run off, um, because you know he needs to capture it. Need to capture it. Take their revenge. Get their info. Get the stuff. You know, and um. So, White Base is like, fuck, uh, we gotta hide, because, oh no, they noticed us, I guess. Uh-oh. They're like, f- they're floating through, like, just a big, nasty, ruined city. Um, yeah, and they knock over a car, and it's fun. Uh, and so <laughs> they hide in a broken baseball stadium, uh, because, I don't know, I guess the radar won't pick them up. Yeah, it's. I think it's both for, like, visual camouflage and also, like, they're inside a structure. But they, like, park it inside and, like, turn the engines off so they don't really have a, a signature for them to follow. Um, mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, uh, Garma's out in his gal and he has a, a squadron of fighters with him. And I, I I don't know if Char is, like, communicating with them remotely or if he's also on board the gal. No, he's not, definitely not on the board the gal. Um, no, but, yeah, he's, he's communicating with them. And... He says, like, this this absolutely deranged line, the only way to flush out a rat in the hole is with some carpet bombing. <laughs> I, I always say this. Direct yeah, quote from me. always carpet bomb the rats in my fucking house. <laughs> uh, you know, that's why my apartment's a disaster area. Uh, so Gizmo's not doing his job. He's sure not. Uh, 
actually he is, and it's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so they... I did not realize there were civilians on ships still, because I thought... They're still on board! These old yeah. people! What's the I problem? Thought- <laughs> I thought Matilda's ship took some of them, or most of them. They... I thought- I can only imagine they have, like, a simply untenable amount of old people on board this white base. They must, because they probably took, like, a few of them and then are like, okay, well, that's all, folks. So then, uh, yeah, they're just all over the place. They're shitty, still. They're (laughs) fucking trying to leave, still, (laughs) later. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, after we find out that they're still civilians, we get a short scene um, back at the party where Isolina's trying to leave. She, like, wants to go see Garma, even though he's, like, on this stupid mission to, like, capture White Base and Gundam to, like, impress his father and Isolina's father so they can finally be together. Um, and, like, her father forbids it and, like, smacks her to the ground. It's like, oh, yeah, my God, this I sucks. I like to see that. I was like, mm, I do not see it. I hate it. These um, episodes were not a very feel-good, cool robot. These episodes were like, hey, this is a serious show. This the show sucks. is serious, and we're also going to fucking show someone just fucking slap their daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Not great. Not great. I don't care for it. So, yeah, she wasn't able to go see her love. And uh, White Base is uh, hiding in the baseball stadium. They turn around. They turn and hide. And they're like, hopefully we won't get hit by the carpet bombing. Yeah. Uh, the bombing's all happening. It's like, it's it's fine. Um, but at this point, Char is like, all right. I, like, Char is so smart. Char is the biggest brain in the world. Because every single plan that White Base tries to do, Char immediately figures it out. But he tells absolutely no one about it. Yeah, he's like, wait, no, he is on the ship. Because I literally remember him. Right, yeah, 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 he is. finally understand war. Yeah, he, but yeah, he's on the ship. He, like, uh... Briefly, he, at least. Yeah, he, he gets in his red comet and he brings some other Zaku's out in the battlefield with him. Um... And Garma's bro, Dozel, who will become more important later. Yes. Mentioned as Char's commander. Right. And, Char uh, definitely talked with Dozel earlier in a, like in an earlier episode. Yeah, I just do not remember because yeah, I, I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize Dozel was like as important of a character. I thought he was just like a random named character, but no, pretty important. Also, um, the dub and sub translate Bacana to silly which is funny since they use the word idiot later which I think is closer I mean you can I feel like it's a little more contextual oh maybe I don't know but like yeah 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 yeah. Baka is either like well cause like Bacana is like impossible um but just yeah just Baka can mean like a couple of things I think I think. I don't know, like, language is made up more. We all know this. Yeah, but uh, that was, so there's, like, two moments during these episodes that I was, like, curious about the dub, so I had, like, swapped mm-hmm. that, and it's silly in both. Hmm. And it also, yeah, so that's interesting. Um, <laughs> Char is being downright silly in these episodes. <laughs> you sure is? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, listening to the English when you're used to the Japanese, Char is, like, weird as hell. 
but it's yeah. not bad at all, yeah. actually. No, no. I was like very surprised because um, the the narrator made me think it was all going to be like oh, super che- oh, super oh, cheesy. Yeah, but yeah, it's no. not. Um, so yeah, so Amuro, like, wants to go out and lure them away from Whitebase, so, like, Whitebase can, like, get a head start flying away from the Gao, and finally, now that, like, they're bombing and the Zakus are out, they let Amuro go. Um, um, so- also says the words, like, when he's out in his red comet, misleading soldiers on my side does not sit well with me, and I was like, what does that mean? I don't... Char, like... Char is speaking in riddles in these episodes. <laughs> he's well, gone full Joker. And he's misleading his soldiers, and I didn't know that until later <laughs> with that meant. He's a little rat. I love him so much. I hate him. I love him. I hate him. <laughs> um, falls extremely gracefully from White Base and crashes mm. to the ground. Did you notice that, like, as he's landing, you see him, like, using, like, just some straight-up car foot pedals to maneuver Gundam? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, hey, Amuro, don't forget to put don't forget to put it in clutch when you're like turning Gundam around. I love the idea that Amuro does not know how to drive like a, a car car, but can drive. <laughs> you put him in an actual car, he just like immediately crashes it. Yeah. Oh, Amuro. Oh, no. oh Amuro. Um. So yeah, Ch- Ch- Char, and, Char and his bros are hunting for Gundam. Hunting for Gundam. Hunting for Gundam. Um, there's for a- Gundam, and it's too shiny again, and he mm-hmm. sees it again, because I don't know why they were like, oh yeah, white, perfect, yeah. <laughs> camouflage. Yeah, we get like a silly rocket battle of Amaru and Char just like blasting each other nonstop, and they like always are missing. It's very the funny. The music is good during this. Yeah. Oh, the music in this show is just really it's good in like general. It's and groovy, is how I described mm-hmm. it in my notes. Um... <laughs> Amaro blows off Azaku's head during battle. Yeah, it like peeks into a building. He's hiding in. He just like blasts it point blank. It's like, damn, dude. Cool. Uh, yeah, and Char just like knows immediately what their plan is with like Gundam, like fucking uh, luring them, and that the the white base is like ahead and or behind them. Actually, like he knows immediately, like what the plan mm-hmm. is because he has a ginormous brain and um so that's a problem yeah you know the, the reason he has to wear that like weird like strap on his head is to make his brain not blast out of his skull because it's so big it's just um, like too large and, he's too large uh yeah he fucking knew and didn't tell Garma nope yeah his he, he says, Garma, uh-oh, uh-oh, buddy, uh, looks like Whitebase has already left and is going on ahead. You gotta turn around and chase after it. Mm-hmm. And Garma's like, oh, thank you, Char, my good friend and boyfriend. I love you so much. Thank you for giving me this important bit of information that will that will save the day. Oh, you saved me, Char. You saved my life, Char. And everyone fucking fires at the gal that uh, he's in. And, uh, the gal, he's like, okay, uh, wow, I got blasted, and I'm fucked. 
Yeah, like just absolutely tearing through this thing. Like, yeah, there's so many lasers. It looks they, fucking good as hell, but like they, they like they like just annihilate this ship. Um, oh my god! And then Garma's like, "All right, like, <laughs> all right, asshole, you want to play it this way?" And he like was gonna ram the Gao into white base, like as a kamikaze. Yeah. Um, and like, God, as he's doing it, um. We get a line from Char, who says, Garma, if you can hear this, blame it on the misfortune of your birth. Char Char just says, your privilege is what's killed you. See ya, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Your birth. Your fucking... Okay, when he said this, I was like, oh, did his dad tell him to get killed? Like, I did not understand what Char was saying at first. I'm like, oh, no. He's just being like, yeah, your privilege killed you, man. Yep. And, like, as Garma's trying to ram it, like, the Gao is blowing up, and, like, he just thinks of Isolina one last time before, like, the Gao explodes in midair. Um, and the white face is fine, but, like, Garma's straight up dead now. Yeah, it's fucking, like, vaporized, kinda. Like, it, like, it didn't crash at all. Like, all that hit the white base was, like, some smoke. Yeah, like, some debris, that's it. Like, Garma is just gone depressing as hell like it did not work at all like there was no no damage and like char's trick they've blasted the white base before like they could have at least like done a little damage maybe without like hurting too much you know i don't know and um Hmm. char's trick (laughs) yeah like when he was remembering iceland Icelandia. No, you got it right. Icelina. Uh, she, you know, it was like her talking and no, like, sound coming out. And it was like very, like, oh, of course that was his last lap before death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it sucks. Char's trick. And then we, we see Icelina getting the news that Garma's dead, and she, like, runs outside sobbing. And we see uh, Daegwin Zabi, who's Garma's dad, who's the leader of Zeon. He, like, drops his cane in shock. Yep. Uh, yeah, episode ends. Garma's dead. Pour one Garma's out. fucking dead. It, uh, I'm I beginning just... to think that war is hell. Yeah, and they, like, drag out his death for, like, all of these episodes that we watched. Like, they... Yeah. Every, you know, every episode mentions his death. because I mean, which makes sense, but it's also, like... Ugh. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's like... Damn. I, like, like him, and he's gone, and that sucks a lot. Yeah, it's, it's like, I, you know, he's the quote-unquote bad guy, like, he's a member of Zeon, but at the same time, like, this is just a kid. He's just a kid. Yup. <sighs> and life is a nightmare. Life is a nightmare. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, this ep- this is the Garmazabi Memorial episode. Um, you want to hit the next one? Yeah, rest in peace. Um, the next episode, episode 11, is called... Why did you give me this name, first of all? Because I'm gonna say... <laughs> it's Icelina Love Remains. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Yep, um... So we see... We see Dozel, uh, Garma's older brother. He's returning to Side 3, to Zom City, which is the capital of Zeon. Um, we finally see Kaecilia, and we see their... their other older brother, Giren. 
Giren is yes. I it took me a while to like understand who everyone was. <laughs> right. I think but, Giren is the oldest because he's like the gonna be the new sovereign. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a zombie family reunion. And everyone was like all the kids are telling Dagwin to be like, yo, we gotta fight back. We gotta whole have a big to do about this. And Dagwin's is like, is it not enough for us to like just privately mourn the passing of of my son? Yeah, like, he just wants like a quiet thing, but they're like, no, you're the sovereign. You gotta like make a big show of this. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it's it's cool though. Like, I mean, that's not cool, but like, we get to see uh, the Prince Pally Zion. Zion. <laughs> Zion. Wow, that's not what I meant to say. Prince Pally of Zion. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Dagwin says hashtag pray for Garma. And we get to see them more now, and how there's like dozens of cities, and mm-hmm. they're all in like tubes, kind of. It says it's like. They're like really long. Oh, don't I will I have some information for you about these tubes later on. Ooh, I'm curious. Yeah, I was I wrote the note. Wow, Dozel's not as cute as his brother is that died. <laughs> so thanks. I feel like well it's cause Do- Dozel's like the battle one. Dozel's the one that goes out in the field and does fighting. Uh Giren is like the one who stays pristine inside commanding units. He doesn't get his no, hands dirty. I, I meant like they're both. <laughs> I meant they're both not as cute as their dead. Oh, as as no. <laughs> as karma. As karma. Um. I'm like oh, I miss karma. Me too. So uh, we we cut we cut to, back to Earth. Um, Isolina is like back in like the Xeon capital there or whatever city they're in. She goes to Garma's room and he has like a gigantic portrait of his face in this room. <laughs> like a t- like like a 10 foot tall portrait. It's so funny. I just this- want to like imagine him like looking at himself like sometimes like, hmm, I look real nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, he just, so, he doesn't yeah. need a mirror. He just has that. That picture is in our discord. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, it's very good. But yeah, she wants she wants to she wants to fight too. She, she wants, wants to finish to the fight. Revenge. She needs vengeance for her bow. Vengeance. And, uh, she's pissed. Mm-hmm. Right, rightfully so. Why do I say she's quiet? I don't know. She's quiet when she's in the war room. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but they, yeah, they cut to Earth. They cut to, well, they're already on Earth, sorry. They cut to the White Base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Amuro become engineer again. Yeah, they're doing, like, Gundam maintenance. He mentions that he's, like, turning the beam sabers into javelins. Yes. It's pretty like, sick. You can make them longer. There was something wrong with them that made it like not work before, but then they can. My cat's rubbing my microphone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think the 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 Garma's forces, like leftover yeah, the, forces, are the like gals. the other gals are like coming towards them and Mm -hmm. Amuro's like oh I'll just go fight them again (laughs) time to beat ass even though it's like really windy and stuff 
Yeah, they, they, they like sky they basically skydive out of white base. Um they they sent Amuro and Ryu out in Ryu's in, in the gun cannon this time. Mm-hmm. And they jump out and they're like tearing apart a gal by hand. Yeah. They just fucking jump onto each of the wings and just like rip it apart. And it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean it's bad but it's great. It's it's um, bad but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, they I think Iceland Icelina like is like, hey, are there like fighter planes that we can use to like kick their ass? And they're like, No. We're like out of fighter planes because we got the shit kicked out of us before. And then Char is there. <laughs> Yeah, Char- Char's in a fighter plane. He probably just took the last one for himself. Probably. Um, but, like, yeah, he, he he's, you know, out doing his thing while Iselina's, like, in a gal. She has, like, a, a Xeon guy, like, who's, like, her second in command here. And she's, like, giving him orders, too. Um, they, like, crash one of the gals. It does, like, a huge explosion. Um, but as, as, as they're fighting, they get new coordinates from command. Um... That like tells him to like start heading for the ocean, and at at this point, Char is like going sicko mode, and like he makes the the penis driving face as he like he's like <laughs> sideways and like starts bombing white base. Why is it the penis driving face? Have you not seen that comic? No. Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, that's what he. That's yes, the face I he totally makes. Totally have. <laughs> that's the face he makes. <laughs> when he starts bombing white base. Fuck that is. That. <laughs> and it's just like sideways and it's, it's, it's like rotated 90 good. degrees it's so funny it's such a good fucking angle um and then the, oh my god uh shout out to whoever posted the i see it yeah i oh god wait let me because i pinned it uh janos in our discord made yeah. it i'm looking directly at it using that <laughs> space fucking thing it's, it's very good the meme it's so funny um so like he damages <laughs> <laughs> he damages white base enough that it has to land um yep, yep, and yep. he's like all right i'm gonna take this ship over like on foot um, yeah, he just like jumps out and he's like got a gun on him and he's like, "All right, let's fucking shoot some civilians." And he does. He so yeah, the olds are <laughs> the old people are like starting to just walk out of white base in the middle of the sandstorm in like the California Death Valley, and yeah. Char is shooting them. Char is <laughs> shooting refugees. He's doing war crimes. Char, you can. Char is doing so many fucking war crimes. Oh my god, it's just like, it escalates so quickly, it's hard to keep track of it. I was like, okay, okay. So I was like, why did you, like, let them do, like, stuff before with, like, landing refugees near the lake? And now you're like, okay, time to kill them now, this time. This time, they're dead, they're dying, they're getting shot. And I don't know, it's... (laughs) I just have a lot of mixed feelings about this char, okay? Yeah, he's like just going absolutely apeshit right now. This so-called um, char. They, yeah, they. <laughs> I don't as know. he starts, like Bright runs down to stop the refugees from leaving, but at that point, like you know, Char's going sicko So Bright and a couple of the other teams run out, start shooting at Char, which causes him to sort of fly away. But like a bunch of the refugees are dead now. Oops, they don't really <laughs> dwell on that. 
They don't dwell on it, but at least they're not trying to leave anymore. At least not immediately. Yeah, not now. Um, um, they maybe sort of do a little later, but yeah. it at least stops them temporarily. Like, oh, I don't really want to get shot by Char. Uh, and fair enough. But yeah, uh, my notes definitely say the words, why do the refugees suck so much? There's, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I, I sympathize with them, but in this, you know, in this exact situation, you're literally walking to your death. Don't do that. I, we're trying I to mean, take care of you. I know the idea behind it is that, like, oh, we're sitting ducks either way. Like, we're going to die in white base because this is what they want. But it's like, I don't know if that's white base is all that they want. I mean, clearly, Charm mm-hmm. has some other shit planned because he's just shooting people. Like, yeah, a fucking. God. Man, I don't understand. He's a very likable bad guy. He's a likable bad guy doing bad shit right you, now. You love to hate him and you hate to love him. It's Yes, that's exactly how I feel about Char. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I don't know what his plans are. I don't know why he's doing this. I don't exactly know. <laughs> yeah, but like, What's I- the bottom line here, Char? What are you doing? What are you planning do you want to take white base or not? Because he talks about maybe doing that and then doesn't. Yeah, my my current theory is that maybe Char is going to try and like get rid of the zombies so he can take over Zeon. Oh my god! Um, that's that is my current theory based on you know the little knowledge I have of just what I've seen of the show so far. That would be some wild shit if he's just yeah. like. Mine now. No longer baby, I won't power. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we cut over. After he flies off, we see, we cut back to the, the zombie family. And they're, like, arguing whether or not to do a big state funeral or not. Um, and, like, all that Dagwin agrees to is, like, all right, we'll demote Char for now. Um, like cause they, Because, you know, they know at this point that it's basically Char's orders that led Garma to his death. But they don't know that, like, he directly got him killed. Yeah. They just think it was, like... As a result of his command, not that, like, Char straight up killed Garma. They don't think, yeah, they, they're, like, seems like they think, like, yeah, either he commanded him to do that, or, like, didn't help him when he was getting fucking mm-hmm. fired on, or, I don't know, but they didn't know that, uh, <laughs> that yeah. fucking Char was cackling when oh, Garma God. was getting killed. <laughs> Oops. Pobody's nerfed. Like, hmm. Well, that's one way to break up with someone. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so back back at the battlefield, Amuro jumps back up into the sky to the gows. Um, we get to see his really cool beam javelins now because he's just like running across the gow, like cutting it in half. They're sick. It's so cool. Look, swords are cool, but spears are even cooler. You can spin a spear around real cool. And he's just like grabbing, he's like running ahead. And he, he just straight up cuts a gal in half hamburger style. Yeah. He cuts like the the, it's the, the head, the, the front part of it off. He And the javelin's like this round thing with like three spikes jutting out of it. And all made out of beam. And I'm like, I don't know how that's possible, but I like it. I like it a lot. I yeah, I don't, know, I, I, don't, I don't even know the physics of it. It just works. I guess I also, I guess it's the same thing about, like, how does a beam saber happen? How does a lightsaber beam saber? Mm, it just, it, it just do. Um, but the last gal is, like, blasting him. 
and mm-hmm. his shield's melting. And Icelina's like, okay, time to fucking ram the Gundam. <laughs> it worked so well when Garma tried it. <laughs> Except she succeeded. <laughs> she she succeeded. She like Amro's damaged. She can't really move the Gundam right now. Yeah. And and like it, it while in this like struggle, the sort of the Zeon commander that was with Icelina is dead. Um, and what Lieutenant Dorodo, he died. Rip to a real one. And Isolina is like, all right, like I'm gonna get out and take care of this myself. So she just like grabs his gun and like exits the gow too. Yep. And God, this part is like she's just like time to take vengeance. Hmm. And uh, she so Amuro like crawls out of the Gundam because he's I don't know probably gonna try to fix it or something. Yeah, um, he can't but, move in it right now. Yeah, he's trying to leave. Isolina is also crawling out of the out and she has a gun and she's like I must take vengeance on you for killing Garma and he's like vengeance on me and um she like <laughs> she like points the gun at him but then she like like slips, faints faints or slips so I, I yeah I, I it wasn't clear to me when I watched it but like she basically like is like she falls off the gal. She falls off the gal. Like the yeah, the gun. Like when she's falling, the gun like points straight up, and she falls to her death. Like off the gal. Yeah, um, she like lands on her head and like breaks her neck. I guess. Oops. Yeah. Like yeah. oh my god, this this shows <laughs> shows a lot to handle. And it's just like a lot for me because Amuro is just like I wonder what her name was. Even though we've known, right? He, he like all all he knows is that this woman shows up saying that she needs to get vengeance on him, and then she dies in front of him without him doing anything. So like this yeah. this poor kid is going through so much. Like poor Isolina, poor Garma, poor Amaro. It's like war is wreaking havoc on these people's psyches. Um. Yeah, but it's like her episode, kind of. Yeah. Like, we don't know her name. You know, she's just like some nameless person and it's like but she like even for just one ep like she's in she's in the show for two episodes and she gets like a pretty complete arc just like based on this oh for this sure sh- the show is like really well written yeah yeah i was surprised at how much i cared about her and how i was just like fuck when she yeah. died uh yeah and yeah it's it sucks <laughs> charles it sucks like, is there at some point seeing, like, does Char see her fall? I don't know. But Char says something like, you can't rely on others. And I don't yeah. know why. It's, yeah, because you're the person who's, like, betraying them all, Char. Um, But all the rest of the refugees are, like, walking out of White Base. And I guess they see, like, some tanks coming towards them that are Federation tanks. And they're like, we're saved! Yay! Um, And then we, like, pan over to the teens who are, like, digging a grave for Isolina. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's when they're like, "Oh, we didn't even know her name." Mm-hmm. And it hurt me a lot. <laughs> um. Yeah. So war is hell, Avi. War is hell. Amra still thonking about all this vengeance, having a normal one about it. And he continues to have a normal one into episode twelve. So that's the a fun time. Th- the threat of Xeon. 
and we have a new um, opening after yeah. the theme song. Uh, so, because every time, like, we see the theme song, and then it's like, you know, the year is 79, 0079, and this is what happened. But um, they changed it to, like, zombie family seeks to impose rule over the people, uh, like, mm-hmm. all of humanity, essentially. Uh, sovereign... Digwin, Degwin? Digwin? Digwin. Degwin. Sovereign Degwin Zabi cedes his power to the elder, his eldest son, which we talked about before. Uh, Girin and war broke out. Uh, and yeah, it just like goes into all that and kind of explains like how uh, White Base escaped. Side mm-hmm. seven and goes into all this stuff with, that we saw in the past eleven episodes, like very briefly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> piloted by the youthful. Uh, he's, ba- he's baby. The, ba- the babies. White base is piloted by babies. Yeah. Um. So the episode the episode starts. We see Dagwin listening to like the final transmission from Garma, and Garma's promising like a military victory to sort of prove his worth. To make him like show up, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not just like my father's son. Like, I'm also competent on my own." It's not um, just nepotism that got me this position. Is essentially right. what he's saying, and he because mm-hmm. like, he wants to prove his position, and and I think he was like supposed to do that, come back, and then like be promoted. I mm-hmm. think is what it seemed like because he was going to be like promoted and the head of his brother he was going to be like a general or something but that didn't happen so that's sad but yeah but but then he goes to the funeral for Garma and it's like a huge thing like everyone's chanting Zabi Zabi it's like kind of freaky almost it's a lot the funeral is a lot like you kind of see it throughout the episode but um there's like Iron Cross imagery and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, seriously. Them like so that's a lot. <laughs> um. So, but like while the funeral is happening, um, some other gal are like, "Oh, worship not on our charts." Are is a, like is coming towards us, kind of. <laughs> Do you know the name of these? Do you know the name of the the guy, the commander guy? It's it's Rambo Rao. Rambo Rao. <laughs> Rambo Rao. Um. So yeah, like white white base is flying over the um, Pacific Ocean now. Um. And like yeah, they get picked up by like the Zeon ship that's entering the atmosphere, and they're like, all right, let's check it out and kick their ass. Um. I think they know it might be the Trojan horse, so they're like. We should probably investigate this. Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, worship on their identification charts, right. not on whatever. Um, yeah. And oh, this ship's called Zanzibar. Yeah, that's fun. that's cool. And then we cut to inside White Base again, <laughs> and Amaro poor Amaro fucking exhausted because he's just working on um, Gundam's like backup computer. But he's just, like, very tired, and uh, Frau Bo is, like, coming to get him food, and Haro 
Like, Har- Haro says his brainwaves are low. His like, brainwaves are low, and it's like, yes, we get it. He's depressed as fuck. You, you and me both, homie. But yeah, he just keeps working and keeps yeah. trying to. I don't know. Ignore his feelings, and it's yeah. not working. Maybe not. Not not healthy. It's not healthy, but it's also like I don't know what I would do in that situation. I yeah, right. It's impossible. Um, but on the bridge. On the bridge, um, Bright is getting reports that like White Base is needing more and more maintenance because you know they've been flying all over Earth basically, and they've been um, blasted like a billion times. Yeah, right. Uh, the the Babby trio shows up making noise, and Bright like snaps at them. He's so um, pissed, but like yeah, just because he doesn't just, know how to handle kids, honestly. Yeah, like, they they just want they just want to clean and help, and he's just like so tired too that he's just like yells at them. Yeah, he. Uh, I was like, hmm, I get it. I am also not sure how to yeah. handle kids, like, to be fair. A, a lot of the conflict in this show is stuff that's like, it sucks that it's happening, but you understand why. Yeah, so Bright's like, okay, well, I'm going to take five, essentially. Like, he's going to be like, I need yeah. a break. Uh, and he, like, goes to his room or a room of some sort. And I liked this little scene. It was very small, but I liked yeah. it because it was bright and Mira, like having more characterization kind of just mm-hmm. like talking. Cause Mira's like, Hey, you know, how are you? Like, what, what's up? And Bright's you, like, you good, yeah, buddy? I know why you're here. And I know. And yeah, it was nice. Cause uh, I mean, we got some bright characterization kind of already, but it, it's just like nice to see more of like Mira. Cause I feel like I don't know her as well as I could. Yeah. She doesn't do a whole lot. Like she just is pilots a lot. So you don't get to see her in action, but, mm-hmm. and, but then he gets a, a transmission from Sela saying that there's like enemies incoming and he just like hauls ass to go, you know, see what's up. Um, and they're attacked. They, they, they get attacked by this like Xeon reentry ship. Um, they go and, into a thunderstorm to like avoid it. Yeah, and this is like really cool. Um, because like the Xeon folk don't, a lot of them don't know what the thunderstorm is because like n- only I think only the Xeon commander there no has been to Earth, so like yeah. they've never they've never experienced a thunderstorm. So they think it's an enemy weapon. Well, so does White Bay. Well, I mean, like they know that it's since they went into the thunderstorm on purpose to like. People on the bridge know what it is, but like all the kids and Falbo mm. is like, "Hey, are we being attacked right now?" Like, <laughs> we are fucking under attack. Uh, because they don't know what lightning is either. Because they, yeah, and um, Amaro, Amaro, Amaro sees some lightning also, and uh, it gives him actual flashbacks to Icelina, uh, yelling. At him. He needs therapy. He needs therapy really bad because he's having PTSD flashbacks. Uh, yeah. They do not call Ugh. it PTSD in the show. Uh, they refuse <laughs> it is cl- to. It, it is clear what it is, though. <laughs> they are like, this is not what he's having, but um, it is. A man's having war flashbacks. Uh, and, oh, so, yeah, then the Xeon can't use radar to find white bays. Mm-hmm. They're like wait. They're like wasting Monoski particles trying to fly through the storm. So they like find a little rock to land on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amaro needs to be sent out in Gundam again, but uh, he feels like he's suffocating in a helmet. 
Yeah, he like we see Ryu walk into his room and his 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 pupils are gone. He's just like standing there like with a completely blank expression. Is so freaky. Cause yeah, he has a blank expression, no irises, no pupils, uh, only fear. Uh, <laughs> and Ryu like tries to snap him out of it, and it like sort of works. Um, cause yeah, like I was saying uh, before, uh, they're like, okay, we need you to go pilot Gundam. Sorry, pal, buddy, friend. Uh, <laughs> So Amuro gets suited up and feels like he's suffocating and breathing heavy and freaking out in his suit. And he's freaking out in general when he's being pulled along to Gundam and it sucks. Mm -hmm. It's, God, it's like, it's just bad to see. He has to fight, but he's in no shape too. It's, like, I know that the point is to keep hammering in that, like, you know, this sort of fighting like this is this is not tenable but it's just like i it's, uh, it's it sucks to see every single time because i just feel so bad yeah. yeah um yep 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 but we see we see the Xeon ship uh the commander there his wife is like on the bridge with him like helping him command which is like kind of cool um but he's like all right we found white base we're gonna kick their asses so, and then we see a new Zaku, and this thing whips, literally. Yeah, um, he's, yeah, it literally does. So, he's like, okay, well, wife that I don't remember if we got the name of, you I don't think so. keep pilot, you keep commanding, and I'm going to go on the field and battle. I'm going to fight in this blue Zaku. Yeah, he. This thing is called the Gauf. I don't think we get the name of it in this episode. I just know that it's called the Gauf. Um, yes. I, have a fig- I have a figure of it. Um, it's really cool. It's a Zaku that's blue. It has like cool, like like sharp spikes on its shoulders and head. It's yeah. really sick looking. And it has like more armor and like yeah, spikes. The spikes are cool. And yeah. um, is this one we cut back to White Base and? Yeah, when Amra is getting launched out. Yeah, so Bright's like launch Gundam, but Ryu is like in the cockpit with uh, Amuro and is like, Amuro's got that rookie syndrome, and I was trying to figure out if they um, <clears throat> if they call it something else in the dub. Again, this is the second time I was like, <laughs> and they call it battle fatigue. They're like battle fatigue. A lot of the rookies seem to get it, Mr. Bright, is what they say. And I was like, okay, so yeah, they don't call it PTSD either. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but it, again, it's like completely clear what it is. He's just like completely spaced out. Like not, he can't pay attention at all. Um, the only thing that snaps him out of this is him getting launched out into the air. Yeah, because uh, Ryu leaves the cockpit and then they launch him out. And he's like, oh, okay. Time to Uh-oh, go. ah! Um, but, like, as he gets launched, he's, like, trying to ride himself, and he just, like, gets got by the heat rod, which is that electric whip that the Gov has. It's, it's pretty sick. Yes, the heat whip, or the heat rod is what it's called, but it is a whip, and it, like, wraps around the gun, and it, like, crushes the Gundam's gun. Yeah, but like, and, and he he's shocked that um, haha, shocked. It also shocks he, it. It's not a heat yeah. rod. I mean, it is called the heat rod, but it's more like yeah. the shocky whip. 
Yeah, but he's he the commander. The the guff is shocked that like it didn't destroy the mobile suit because like it would have any weaker unit. So he's like, oh, this Gundam is pretty tough stuff. Yeah. Um. But like they they're they're doing a bunch of fighting. Um. It is like just you know it's more fighting. Nothing really significant happens. But they basically Zeon retreats because there's too much covering fire from White Base. Yeah. And they like blast the floodlights to sort of blind them as they escape, so they can't. I guess they can't be followed. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm not sure either, but it was a lot for my poor, sensitive blue eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, like, comment, like, about, like, the the Gulf has more armor and power than the Zaku, but um, Amuro's like, they ran away, or rather, they spared us. Mm-hmm, yeah, like, he probably, he might not be able to take it. Which is, like, I don't know, I, I would still imagine the Red Comet is stronger than the Gulf is, but, like, eh, maybe. Maybe it's just that Char is, like, a really good pilot. True. Like, Char's just, like, got the skills. Like, the Gelf might be technically better, but mm-hmm. Char might be more skilled is kind of what I thought. But yeah. I'm not sure. Um, and, like, the sort of last bit of this episode is also kind of freaky. Because yeah. we get the transmission from the funeral. And, like, we're, we're seeing this from White Base. So, like, the Xeon is transmitting this, like, everywhere, basically. Um, and it's like this impassioned speech from, uh, Girim, who's saying like, ah, oh, Zeon is only one thirtieth the power of the Federation, but, and yet we still rebelled against the elites ruling the Federation. And, you know, we're going to win freedom for all. We're going to avenge Garma's death. Like this will drive us to victory. Yada, yada, yada. And they like talk about something that I don't think we had gotten before where it's like, it had been 50 years since a handful of elites taking control of the earth federation yeah and and that struck me too because i was like mm, something something both sides are bad yeah i was like oh an oligarchy versus a dictatorship hmm. right. um, <laughs> truly sophie's choice but they're like yeah we who live in space just ask we just ask for freedom nothing nothing too significant you know and then they also <laughs> said the line uh, perhaps many of you see this war as someone else's problem. And I was like, oh, hmm. Huh. Relevant to hmm. life all the time now, forever. Um, I am thinking about it. Yeah. And they talk about, like, the Federation has polluted the Earth and greed, and we're trying to liberate humans, and ah, bah, bah. I'm really thinking about it. And I was like, wonder if this means anything. Probably not. Probably not. But, um, yeah. During this impassioned speech, though, <laughs> we get um, someone. I don't know who it is, but uh, he's wearing some sunglasses. Uh, he's got some sick sunglasses, sick blonde hair. He look, looks familiar. He look familiar to you, Max? Uh, I've never seen this man before. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'm just... It's Char. He looks sick as hell. He has some cool aviator sunglasses on. And... He's like in a white suit and a red tie. He looks really cool! He looks cool as hell. But he's like... uh, he, Like, when he's watching the transmission, he's just like... Oh, Garma died because he was a spoiled brat. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Damn. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Chuck. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. So, 
That's fun. And, um, he's at a bar? He's at a bar. He's having a drink. I don't know how old this kid is. He's having a drink. Uh, he... Someone pays for one of his drinks. And, uh, Char can immediately smell <laughs> that he's kind <laughs> of, uh... I would, how do I say her name? Cassilia? Uh, Kaecilia? Kaecilia. Okay. That was what it was. Uh, I can smell that it's Kaecilia's royal guard. And I'm like, oh, weird. Uh, Rip Garma. Press Rip beans. Garma. We, we see, like, a little scene, um, like, uh, at the bridge of white base of everyone watching this. And Amro's a little shaken, but Bride is like, whatever. They just want a zombie family dictatorship. Like. Yeah, Amro's like, this is our enemy? Like, they're just grieving. And it's like, no, dude. They want a dictatorship. Like, they're mm-hmm. just fooling ya. They're just tricking ya. <laughs> Zobby's trick? Zobby's trick! Zobby's um, being and... tricked, more like. Oh! And the episode ends in, like, this supremely unnerving way. Because at the end of the speech, Giriam is like, Sieg Zion. And, like, sh- raises his fist oh. into the air. Yeah. And, like, everyone's everyone's chanting Sieg Zion. And, like, the episode just fades out as White Base is, like, flying to land, I guess, on the other side of the Pacific. And it's just, like, you just hear the chanting Sieg Zion, Sieg Zion. It's like, I wonder what this could be referencing. I wonder. I wonder what the Iron Cross and Sieg Zion is referencing. Hmm. Huh. It's. I'm thinking about it. Can, can I say? Good show. But yeah, that's episode. That's that's episode. Good show. I saw some of the uh, next on, and I'm a little concerned. No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't look at the next ons because I always like to go in completely blind. It's because I forget like every time the next. Mm. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so I won't say anything, but I'm a little concerned. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, watch out. For good. That, good show. I, good ooh, show. I'm good looking show. forward to it. Good painful show. What is Char up to? I must know. Hmm, I can't wait to find out. What is what is he doing? Whose side is he on? I feel like he's on no one's side but his own. It's true. Um so Morg, earlier in the episode you did mention that you wanted to know what was up with the cylinders or the tubes or whatever you called it. Yeah. The tubes that everyone lives on where like they all kinda live on like the walls of them. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you more about O'Neill cylinders. So these things, this is like a, a, a pretty decently important um, concept in sci-fi of the whole how are we going to solve the problem of living in space and when we can't terraform planets or whatever. So this American physicist, uh, Gerard K. O'Neill, he basically like posed this problem to his students of like, all right, we're all going to work together to find out a way to think of like, like a space colony, you know, how to live in space. Um, this was in like 1974. I think they started doing this. Um, so not that long before the show came out. Yeah. They just, but, like, Ooh, let's take this yeah. new information. Yeah. He, 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 he like fully detailed um, this concept in 1976 in his book, um, The High Frontier, Human Colonies in Space. Um, but it is uh, curious to see that in 1954, um, there's this German scientist, Hermann Oberth, who originally proposed like 
not not exactly this, but like a big cylinder to live in in space. Um, and Arthur C. Clarke, like famed science fiction writer, uh, proposed this like shortly before Gerard K. O'Neill did as well. But basically, the the concept is a, a, a big a big cylinder in space. You have these two counter rotating cylinders. Um, things like 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 think of like two cardboard like toilet paper tubes, right? And they're like rotating in opposite directions, but they're sort of joined on the ends. Mm-hmm. Um, his like sort of specifications, they are five miles in diameter and 20 miles long. And that's about like 310 ish square miles of service area on the inside. So that's like pretty good. Um, probably, I, probably less is on the inside, not the outside. Um, but uh, these are, this is like some really cool ideas. Uh, artificial gravity, he said was going to be, basically provided by the rotation of the cylinder because it's going to rotate like the same angular momentum as the earth does so yeah it's it's like it's a very very cool idea right um he proposed like a large architecture ring 20 meters in diameter that's like built only for making food for the colonies like you know that's how you would solve that problem um but basically it's um so you, so you mentioned that there's like strips sort of um, like like within the tube. Yeah. So I thought you did. Maybe I just made that up in my head because this is how he uh, outlined it. I but know. I might have. I don't remember. So imagine you separate the inside of the tube into six sections, like mm-hmm. equal, equal width. Um, three of those alternating are the land sections. Um, and three of those are windows. Um so basically, and these windows are outfitted with like mirrors hinged on the edges to basically always be aimed at sunlight to simulate sunlight. Oh. And at night, quote unquote night, the mirrors are basically fully open. So you just see space and that like helps, you know, vent heat out of the colonies. Right. This is such a, this is like super fascinating stuff, isn't it? I love it. It's really, really cool. Oh, that's um, really cool. <laughs> uh, a fun thing to note is that he said, yeah, meteorites can smash into a window, but it's fine because there's going to be so many of them that, like, the atmospheric loss is going to be negligible if it just gets patched up. Um, oh, so many of the windows. Okay. I was going to say, I thought you were yeah, Oh, yeah. It's not like so one many. gigantic pane. That'd be funny, though. I thought you were saying there's so many of the tubes <laughs> that it would be fine if one of them got hit. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so let's see, what else, what else did I write down about this? Um, Good shit. so yeah, they, they wrote the, the, the habitats will rotate about 28 times an hour to simulate earth gravity. Um, and he also proposed some cool things like building recreational facilities and like manufacturing facilities in the middle where there's not really any gravity, you know, recreational cause you can like do fun space stuff, but like manufacturing, you can build a lot more efficiency efficiently with no gravity like hmm. you know i as long the, as you could like direction as long as you could like direct stuff right because i feel like that could still be kind of an issue like not having gravity and shit like flying away from you <laughs> would For, be yeah troubling um he proposed a cool thing where they would use gyroscopic movement to keep the facility angled towards the sun Basically, like, and, like, I, I don't really fully understand the concept of, like, you know, this sort of gyroscopic stabilization. But essentially, you can give it little nudges, and it'll, like, the whole structure will sort of correct itself. 
So if you're constantly giving it small nudges, you can basically keep it constantly angled at the sun or wherever you want it to be angled without really like burning power to like basically keep the heat coming in and keep the light coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> the, 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 the last sort of bit on this is funny. It's like, how are we going to build it? Uh, we're just going to take materials from asteroids and the moon. How are we going to get it into space? Uh, magnets. We're just going to like launch it into space on rails with magnets. <laughs> okay. But how do they get like satellites into space? So I, I figure it'd be like that. Well, that's with rockets, but I, I think his point is that if you're going to bring that much material into space, like, you know, you really can't, every pound of weight that you bring into space, you're going to need that much more fuel to get there if you're using a rocket. So if you're like, if it's electromagnetically propelled, that's, I guess, less of an issue. Um, so would you have to, like, build shit in space then, though? Yeah. That seems hard. Right, yeah, th- th- this is presuming a lot of things, more so that you're able to get into space reliably and work in space in the first place. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's why I guess that's why a lot of sci-fi tends to lean on a lot of terraforming stuff now, maybe? Right, I mean, look, I, I dare I like say this. that... I, I would say that building this is better than terraforming, because I this is like... so, too, because a lot of times... Um, there's a lot of presumptions with terraforming and that like, yeah. there aren't, like already stuff living there and there aren't already like there's a lot of presumptions with yeah. terraforming. But- as we as we all know from Animal Crossing, terraforming is a lot harder than it seems. <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, terraforming Animal Crossing is the same as terraforming a whole planet. It is exactly the same. There's no difference whatsoever. <laughs> um but yeah, that that's the O'Neill cylinder. I'm glad that you that you like asked about it earlier in the episode because I hadn't told you about this beforehand. I was just going to surprise you, so I'm glad that we were able <laughs> to lead into it organically yeah. like that. No, it's cool. It's good shit. I I love like weird like sci-fi slash uh, theoretical science shit mm-hmm. like this. So it's cool. No, I I love sci-fi. I took a sci-fi class in college and just Me like too. oh hell yeah. It's just cool to see, like, what people thought about the future when they were in the past. Yeah, I mean, um, there's, like, this, um, there's this definition of sci-fi. I mean, there's multiple definitions, but one of the ones right. that we got in the class was it's a distortion of the present, and I think that's very interesting. Huh. Uh, that's one I always, like, remember, even if I don't, you know, like, there's definitely more nuance than that, but... Mm-hmm. That's actually a really interesting way to put it, because... The definition that I always sort of think of is that, like, what if humanity plus technology? Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is, like, a more basic one than yours, but... I mean, sci-fi is cool. We're doing a whole show about it. Yeah. Mine's, like, a sci-fi writer, uh, Samuel R. Blaney, I believe his name is. Uh, Mm -hmm. He did a lot of books, like, shit. He's real smart, smart guy. Um, he's the <laughs> one that came up with the definition, and cool. I always think it's like it's one I always remember, just because it's like, yeah, I mean, you kind of only know about what's happening now, and you're thinking about the problems now, so yeah, you're thinking of solutions for what's happening in this current moment and mm. what could happen. So it's a distortion of what's happening now, yeah. distortion of the present. 
Yeah, so it's just interesting. And it's interesting to see what people thought the future was going to be like. And some things they write about more than others. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I just think it's really cool bringing this up when this, like, was published, like, three years before Gundam was made. So, like, it's they, like, jumped on this real quick. Yeah, that's um, really cool. But, yeah, you know, I guess my main point here is read some good sci-fi books. Need to read more. Read, read, read the Imperial Radic trilogy by Anne Leckie because it's about it's sci-fi, but it's about gender. It's good. Oh hell yeah, dude! It's oh oh my god, you it's it's a it's a really good series. Um, I'll, I'll link you the books yeah. later. Yeah, yes, um, please do because that's my shit. Obviously, yeah. as yeah. a binary person in the sci-fi. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, that was our that was our fun segment for today, where we uh, did some learning and made our brains bigger to in order to be like Char one day and have just big nasty brains. Um, <laughs> nasty brains we have to keep inside with our nerd goggles. Yeah. <laughs> um. So my final question to you, Morg, is: What's your robot of the day or of the week or whatever I name this usually? Robot of the week is um. I don't know. I didn't come up with a cool thing as much this time, but I'm going to go with what my favorite one was when I did my introductions in the Discord. Uh, you should join our Discord, by the way. Uh, so XJ9, or Jenny, from My Life as a Teenage <laughs> Robot, a um, the ninth robot of a series of robots that you will that you do see in the show yeah uh, that she calls her siblings uh which is great uh jenny is like you know like built as a teenager uh Mm -hmm. and she goes to school and does all that cool stuff because she wants to she's built to kind of just yeah be like a teenage girl that fights crime and stuff and it it was cool because it was done you know it was kind of in that era of like other crime fighting women like fucking powerpuff girls and stuff so i i really like watching that stuff and um you know this cool like combination of like cool fighting and relatable teen drama bullshit (laughs) and yeah it's uh, it's a good show it's a good show recommended uh i actually i i I haven't seen it in a while but i feel like i'd probably still like at least a few of the episodes um yeah. And oh. yeah, the one that I keep remembering for some reason is when she's painted like a hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that was fun. When she gets her little, like, little makeover. Yeah. Yeah. She flame decor and stuff. Uh, yeah, so. Good good, good show. Good robot. Good robot. Good fun shit. Um, yeah. Speaking, hey, speaking of fun shit, where can we find you on the internet, Morg? You can find me at Haunting the Morg. It's Haunting the M-O-R-G on Twitter. Um, also Tumblr, but I don't use that as much. Uh, there you'll see a pinned tweet that has this Twitter and also my other podcast, uh, The Sonic Shuffle, a holistic and randomized Sonic lore podcast where I, as the student, learn like shit about sonic lore from like multiple timelines essentially um 
And also, uh, by the time you hear this, I will have also been on an episode of City Girls Make Do, a uh, fucking <laughs> Sex in the City podcast uh, done by our friends Steph and Alex, and it was a good one, so please listen, even if you weren't, like, I know uh, there's probably not a, I know there's some crossover between, like, uh, Sex in the City and Gundam, shockingly, because I know, <laughs> I know at least, uh, I know at least Quinn is in both discords. Uh, so, but yeah, check it out anyway, because it's fun and a good time. And the only fucking episode where the main character, Carrie Bradshaw, is valid. So, can't miss that. And I'm righteous. <laughs> Um, and I'm Max, and you can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion, and you can find my other show, Pod of Greed, which is the only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by KaibaCorp, at twitter.com slash podofgreedcast or podofgreed.tumblr.com. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! is good, Gundam's good, Sonic's good, a lot of podcasts, 2020, you're the podcast. Sonic's debatable. (laughs) 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 Some of Sonic is good. Yes. Um, I like learning find... about it. Anyway, yeah, learning is fun, uh, and you can find this show on Twitter at Wow Cool Podcast, uh, and there's a link to our Discord in there uh, where you can hang out and talk about Gundams or talk about whatever. Because like, it wouldn't be as cool if you only had to talk about Gundams. Yeah, please talk um, about other shit like someone talking about some bike show that I don't know. Yo, 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 Mushi Pedal. Show about bikes. It's a good, I hear it's a good manga. Um, well, I think that'll do it for today. Yes. This is a good one. I'm. I'm. We're settling a new groove with this show, both with Gundam and with this podcast. It's only going to get better from here. I hope um, so. Oh, God, my shoulders hurt. I'm sunburned. I was sitting on the deck for way too long last night. Um, rest in peace, me. Rest in peace, Garma. Uh, hey, Morg, did you know that war is bad? Wow, cool robot.